everyone, and welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie and Karen and <laughs> and no one else. And you are welcome. Um, <laughs> you're, so you're welcome don't. to have us. <laughs> you're welcome. What? No one said thank you. Um, so so. Oh wait, we should say thank you. We got the nicest review, and it baffled the hell out of me when you sent it to me because it's like, oh, the, uh, these people say funny things, and you know, nice things, nice things, and um. Because I, I can't remember what the review said, although it was positive. Um, and when you sent it to me, I, my first thought was, is Karen secretly re-recording these with somebody else and <laughs> putting them out there? And like, now how could it's that be time us? for me to tell you something. <laughs> That's right. Me and Kathy Griffith have had this <laughs> podcast going tight for years. Um it was yeah, just it's nice. it, it was just so strange hearing somebody say something about somebody else and then you realize oh it's us and thank you um, very yeah the, very this stuff comes from our heart and i guess our brains too eh. but it's 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 just lovely having somebody else in on the conversation yeah <laughs> even and if you can't say anything back <laughs> right <laughs> we would like to review your review thank you <laughs> these words we loved this. It's missing a comma. Um, yeah, yeah. So Karen would like to, would like you to know that if you are uh, inclined, another review like that from anybody else would be really helpful for algorithms and technology things. Yeah, and to tell the truth, it just really keeps you and I motivated because we are just sitting in separate houses talking into microphones, so we don't really have a lot of feedback some of the time. So feedback is always great. We appreciate it and keeps us, you know, it's like, um, what's his name? Not Gene Simmons, the other one. Seth Myers. <laughs> He's been doing his show in the attic and nobody's been responding for months. I was thinking more of the Gene exercise Simmons. guy that... Richard um, Simmons? Yes, where you have someone who's like, you can do it, go, you've got this, you know, and you just play off that energy. We need right. that energy. So oh, we would well, love Oh, well, good reviews. segue because a great place for the energy is our secret Facebook group. It's not secret, but you do have to answer some questions and Karen will grant you entry to it. But we have a lot of really fun conversations going on on there. And people are very positive and uplifting and uh, nobody knocks anybody down. And it's yeah. a nice place. So the other place that people are really active is Instagram. And this last few days, I posted a question on Twitter and Instagram about, you know, what did you always just assume was true when you were a Christian that later you found out wasn't and whether you're still a Christian, not, etc. And mine was that Paul never met Jesus. Like I just... That blew my mind. I had always assumed. So all these people kept putting up amazing things and some I had never thought of. And it just kept going and going. Twitter got more like scholarly, like you bring this in and you do this. But ours was 
everything. Yours was scholarly enough for me. I'm like, Paul never met Jesus. And I'm like, oh, crap. Who was Paul? Um, (laughs) That's because you weren't a Christian, Bonnie. So we've gone over this. I don't have a good (sighs) memory for these things. Well, (laughs) he's the one that started the church. So it's sort of important to to imagine he had met Jesus. Now, the story is he quotes met him. What? I know. What does that mean? He's walking down a dusty road. His name was Saul. He sees a vision. It's Jesus. Bam, your name's Paul now. And um, I remember that. Yeah. You get to be white, you're blessed, go forth, make a church. Oh, you're not married, have an issue with either homosexuality or women in general. Make sure you just slam that in there so everyone gets fucked up. So I, yeah, I thought he'd met him. And other ones were like, I'd always assumed that the Gospels were written by the disciples and the guys who they were named after or the ones they were named after either or you know they're not <laughs> it wasn't either and then it just kept going on and on one that was really good was so the whole facility um let's make my words correct the whole <laughs> prophecy about Jesus was fulfilling the Old Testament because there was a prophecy that in the line of King David, there would be a Messiah. So, um, and that's that same great King David who uh, cheated on his wife and had um, the husband killed in war because he wanted to get it on with Bathsheba. Anyway, so (laughs) there, uh, someone brought up how can Jesus really be in the line of David if lineage is traced to the father and Joseph right. was not his real father? So someone is going to be like, oh, well, it's blah and it's blah and it's blah. But we're looking at it with this wide camera angle these days. Like when you're in it, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's because... Um, you know, he was accepted into the family of Joseph. And Joseph is his earthly father, just like we have earthly fathers. And it can go on and on. But when you stand back, you're like, yeah, what the fuck was that about? Uh, Yeah. And even then, when you ask some questions that have logical implications, the answers are sometimes, well, just don't worry about it. It's like just the frustrating, "Mm, right? No, don't, don't ask that and you'll be fine. Yeah. You just have to know it in your heart, Bonnie. I feel it. (laughs) Things have changed in my heart. I, you know, I feel things. I see things. I find it hard to believe something could change that drastically that long ago. If only in our lifetime, they changed the, um, the lineage requirements for the king of England. You know, now now it goes all to uh, Prince William's family, even, right. even the daughter. And before yeah. that wasn't the case. So that just happened in our lifetime. So I don't know I that they were bending the rules that much back then. And if they were bending the rules, I was thinking, okay, say you're in the lineage of David, which is, you know, okay, you're the highest, 
you're a Kennedy in those times. You're you're <laughs> supposedly up there. Wouldn't you be able to use that to get in and in? Couldn't you <laughs> just be like, but do you I'm know who the, I am? Yeah, I'm of the line of David. Why wasn't that used? So the, it opened up a lot more of my deep scholarly philosophical knowledge in my brain. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it just, I'm like, yeah. But anyway, it's really fun on Instagram and um, always send me memes. You can DM them to me. I steal them from you. I steal them from the Facebook group. I don't care. I'm yeah. not moral anymore. I'm not a Christian <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and so now into my neighborhood. Oh, so into your neighborhood. Let me let me just pause for a second and tell you that I wish I could stop watching what's going on outside my window. What's happening? There are all these turkey vultures, and I don't know what they're eating, but yesterday one was working on some kind of little rodent kind of thing. And it's I gross. guess now they've decided this is the place to look. Yeah. I get I mean COVID's hitting. Or maybe they're hot. They're probably Is it? Oh, turkey vultures are super ugly. You would know. They well, look I'm not like that close. That ugly travels, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so anyway, back to your neighborhood. In my neighborhood, there's some turkey vultures who are disguised. <laughs> Did you hear my door open? That's my dog. Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> What's going on in here? <laughs> okay, I have to leave that open because guess who? The vet put on anti-anxiety meds yesterday. Aww, oh man! So he's he's blind in one eye. He's going deaf, and he just needs to be around me all the time. And he shakes, Aww. and Aww. it's the usual male reaction to me. <laughs> um, so my neighborhood. Someone posts a picture in our community uh, page, which now I found out we have like eight community pages because everyone's breaking off into their own, you know, political and and philosophical uh, areas. So one of the main ones posts a picture of a gathering at a restaurant. Oh, it was so good to celebrate poop and shit. And everyone's <laughs> grinning, no one's in masks, they're just all sitting around the table like usual, and I'm so fucking tired of it. And, of course, someone responds with, like, okay, this is the problem, you know, wearing masks are good and blah, 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 and um, that comment got taken down for political reasons. I'm like, oh. see? It's political. It's insane. And my husband and I were talking about, you know, this is unsafe. We're in an unsafe uh, area. But then in general, we're in an unsafe country. We're dying at an amazing rate, far more than Europe that locked all that shit down. And then... It's like we can't even go there because no one's accepting us. And if we did go there, would we be refugees? Would we be like, 
We are from a country where people are dying every day and we're in danger. It's insane. There is a strangeness to me where people uh, being asked to wear masks that they're feeling oppressed. Oh, yeah. There's, and like if you talk to any, <laughs> if you talk to anybody who's been oppressed, that's not oppression. <laughs> And uh, it's baffling to me. So is this just their reaction, like, to uh, to the, the protests that happened? I don't know. I think it's a lot with the leader who said it, you know, that everyone has the right. And that's what was happening on this Facebook page. It's like, yes, that's my other dog freaking out. He also <laughs> needs anxiety meds, but he's <laughs> shit. And he's like three pounds. Okay. But um, actually, he's had some COVID weight gain, the vet said. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, people are like, um, well, everyone has a right to make their own decisions. And it keeps getting thrown out that, that masks are not just for you, but for other people. Like you're making the decision for someone else, which is exactly the kind of government you don't want. But right. you're doing it. Okay. So the only thing I can equate it to is like helmet laws for motorcyclists. Right. And of course. part of that is protecting their noggins. Great. Okay. But another part of it is, okay, if we have to invest the resources in scraping you up off of the street, <laughs> taking an ambulance to a hospital, and the resources of the staff at the hospital treating you, you know, not to mention your own insurance, whether you have that or not, don't you want to be, don't you want to lessen, you know, putting those resources to work? And with COVID, if there's a chance of making this smaller, the population that has it, why wouldn't we want to do that and just not overstress the people uh, in the hospitals? Right. And the economy. I don't get it. Yeah. The economy in general, they want the economy back. Can you not stay mass and at home whenever possible for three fucking weeks. Just do that. What is the need? Maybe if you see that you just have to go out, you can get some therapy online and go through like what is in me that feels I can't be alone. And that's okay because it's a weird time. If people come out of this the same as they went in, that means they were assholes the same the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember in church, you know, they said, true joy is Jesus, others, and yourself. Now it's (laughs) Joe. No, it's just G. (laughs) Or Yi. I don't know. It's just, it's totally fucked up. And it's the same Christians who are doing it all. The O is gone. You're right. The O is gone is is gone and and the only thing is the other the other whys are the other little versions of yourself running around churches yeah or the people who think exactly like you i mean right. i don't want to kill people who think differently than i do no Come on. i want them to die on their own <laughs> but i think i like your helmet thing 
I think more about it not being a law, but it being the standard that you put your kid who's not potty trained in a diaper before you get in the pool. Those are the pool rules because they have to shut down all the time and drain out your kid's diarrhea or its poop log or whatever. And it can damage other people and it costs resources. So Hold on. That's great because I, if I'm in a pool and I see a kid coming in with a diaper, even if it's sanctioned for swimwear, uh-uh. That's too close for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a very small, you know, ask. So it's Ugh. not like, right, they should go in the p- kiddie pool, which is also called the toilet. All right. So Why is that, that a right? Us. I mean, if you want your own pool, go get a house with a pool. But if you're sharing a pool, oh, God. The new diapers. You know can, some of that diarrhea is seeping out. The new diapers can really suck that in, you know. They're pretty. They can be pretty good at it. But I. it depends. How do you know? It, it, well, it depends what your kid ate because... Our youngest, <laughs> when she was little, got into the dried apricots. We sent her to Mother's Day out. They could what? not keep it in the diaper. It was going out the sides. It was, they kept changing them. And yeah. Mother's Day out was just a whole <laughs> bunch of phone calls. What did you feed this child? <laughs> oh my God. Um. <laughs> So that brings us right into who I think is a bioterrorist who people have requested we do an episode on and who is now my arch nemesis is Sean Foyt. And yes, it's spelled like fucked, but sadly. It's spelled F-E-U-C-H-T. Yes. I listened to a podcast with him on, which I'm really... I've got PTSD from that, and it's You want to have that time of your life back? Yeah. It's pronounced Foyt, and of course, his first name has to be the Sean that's spelled like Cian, but, you know. So Seen. why don't you describe, you know, oh. his physical appearance? All right. So he's white. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That that is key because that comes in later. The end. Um, no, he's got kind of yellowy blonde hair, and it's long, and he's got ringlets. And I, uh, I was telling you before we got on the podcast, like I didn't want to talk about his looks because to me, that's an immediate giveaway of of judgment. I I just disagree. think it's a what? I disagree. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to help <laughs> I'm you just rationalize the one. this. <laughs> okay. I would never make fun of his natural looks, but I will make fun of his affected image that he has tried to make. And that is his hair, which he has done on purpose to look cool and Instagrammy <laughs> and California and hip and music minister. And it's the same hair I had in college because the front, quote, bang area, which is still long, is 
he sort of, I guess, blow dries or makes it a little straight and tucks that yeah, behind it tucks his ear. behind the ear. Yeah, yeah. So I know that hairdo. But I think it's, you know, what people choose, how they choose to present themselves if they're charlatans, I think it's fair game. But you and I are saying the same thing because I'm not making fun of what he looks like, you know, the raw data. I'm saying the same thing you are. When you make the decision to grow your hair out and have it styled and done like that, that's an image. Mm -hmm. And to me, those decisions go along with some other decisions. Like the jorts? (laughs) Does he wear jorts? He wears tight (laughs) above the knee. No! Yeah. Jorts and is barefoot the rest of the way because he hip, he cool, he free spirited. Wait, jort is jean shorts? Correct. God. So, and his, jeggings. So, he's not wearing jeggings. I'm sorry. That was my first. He's wearing cut off jeggings, long <laughs> no, jorts. No, he's not. <laughs> long jorts or shrunken capris. You can think of it in any way you want, but it is just the right of. Above the knee, tight jeans. Above the knee. Yes. Okay. Would you like me to send you a picture? (laughs) You're welcome to send me a picture. I'm just picturing, like, there there are a lot of certain guys who I knew in California who wore jean shorts like that, but they were below the knee. And I always thought, like, oh, my gosh, when did guys start wearing culottes? (laughs) And <laughs> oh, if only. But everything is cyclical. Yeah. Now, the one I sent you, it's not, they're not as tight as another photo I had found. Oh, for God, God's sake. Okay. And you know what? They have to be tight because he's little. Yeah, I think he is <laughs> sort of little. And he, you know, he's sometimes narrow. he wears like a Seattle tank top or a cool T-shirt. He's not about dressing up or doing anything like that. Um, he's no, just, this, this look is curated. Yes, it's very curated. And remind me to get back to that curation idea later. I have so many things. So, you know what the sad part is? This picture that you sent me is clearly on the beaches in California because you can see the mountains in the background. Yep, that's and Pismo Beach. So but, that's yeah, where we can what? start there. Okay, so, well, there's such a haze in the background. And do you remember seeing the pictures of Los Angeles when everybody was on lockdown and the smog had lifted? Yeah. Why would we not want that? Why that's, do we somehow get the the information fed to us that – it's better to have all the cars on the road and abuse the planet. Bonnie, I don't get it. That's not haze. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> you might have seen the Sean guy in the news. He's making the rounds because he feels that there is an agenda to the government locking down singing. He's like... You know, but in churches, what? Or everywhere in churches or everywhere? He uh, he pretty much states it like everywhere. So that's what the interesting part is. He has a very blatant argument that is um, 
it's very not, it's very superficial, as in he doesn't have one that you have to wrestle with and look up and figure out and think about. Okay. It's just plain wrong. He's like, you know, (laughs) the government, you can still go in Home Depot, you can still go in Costco, but they don't want us to sing. Think about that. They don't want us to sing. I think they don't want you singing in close proximity to one another. Yeah. And And you're not going to sing in Home Depot when you're looking for a hammer. Right. And those require masks. And this is about gathering. The mandate is about gathering. It's not about your fucking singing. It's about getting in groups. So the picture I sent you is Pismo Beach. And you can see that there are people together. They've got their eyes closed or they're filming with their camera. And Mm -hmm. they are not six feet apart. And then, I see a couple people with masks on. Well, that's they get you know claps. Um, and but I mean, what what I'm saying is that tells you when this was taken. Oh, for sure. In the era of masks. So that's what we're going to get even more into. Is so he did this one. Um, he did another gathering under the Sundial Bridge in Reading because Sean Foyt is a music dude at Bethel Church, which we've discussed before. Now, Bethel Church has made it very clear that they aren't behind these gatherings, which I don't Mm -hmm. know why they are playing it like that, if that's just a a way, I don't know. Um, But... Sean Foyt said on a podcast I listened to, the Constitution has nowhere that it would take the rights from the church. It said, you know, the church says it can't do, I mean, Constitution said it will never do that. So then they have no right to break up or tell us we can't gather and sing. I'm like, see, you're you're taking it wrong again. You're just not looking at it for the plain fact of it. So Sean went to Oral Roberts University. Oh. And that's the end. No. (laughs) The unfortunately named Oral Roberts. I know. (sighs) And uh, he wears shorts. But after he did the gathering that he did... Um, wherever Shasta County is, the the health authorities <laughs> warn the attendees that, you know, this is unsafe. You are being unsafe. And they asked everyone who went to quarantine themselves for 14 days. Well, oh, please. These people aren't going to do that. But it's sort of, it's the after the fact thing because Sean Foyt started this. And let's bring back in the whiteness, the long blonde hair. He sticks out like a light bulb, a disarray of a Q-tip. And he went to George Floyd Jr.'s memorial in Minneapolis and started his praise ban crap. He went into the middle of this black community that was in mourning 
and that had their own DJs and music set up, and he started his, and the others had to turn theirs off, the people from that community, because his speakers were louder than theirs. That is just uh, that is just a reaction to one group who was being oppressed and acting like, oh, well, no, we're oppressed too. Me too. Or, hey, let It's me. like antagonizing them. Well, in his mind, he said, yeah, what happened was terrible and, you know, it was a crime and all this. They're going to need me to go there. They're going to need <laughs> me to bring back God into these places because, as he said in this podcast, I'm a missionary first. You know, because America, right. they heard of God. Um, I'm a missionary. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I'm a musician. I'm a father. I'm, a, You know, he does the I am, I am, I am. Mm. And the audacity to go to that neighborhood and drown out the people from that community is disgusting. It sounds like also he's going where the cameras are. How you know that? I don't know. <laughs> you are correct, though. It sounds like he's trying to keep um, an image up and uh, keep his views up. And I don't know, maybe monetize all this. Possibly. Uh, possibly. Possibly. So he he goes there. And I love, I uh, found a blog from someone it's called amongtheolivetrees.com, and she wrote really well, and she was like, what Foyt fails to get is Minneapolis is not a third-world country where he can exercise his toxic savior complex. Like, Ooh. bam. And she said, to add insult to injury, he's censored everyone that has respectfully asked him to read the room by deleting their comments from his Instagram or blocking them on Twitter. You know that oh. make me mad. Luckily, I have five accounts. I'm going to get in there. Um, <laughs> and then she said, a lot of the captions for his Instagram posts from Minneapolis have the phrase, change the narrative. And he's definitely doing that in plain sight. But what else might one expect from the guy that published his campaign logo over an image of Martin Luther King Jr. and then used it to condemn abortion? So, campaign? Sean, yep. What did he campaign for? He ran for Congress. Okay. So it is. It's just about keeping up a, a, a publicity image. Yes, he now he came in third out of two. No, he came in third. <laughs> He's like, I'm an outsider. I just want to serve the people. And he ran for something in, in California's third district. That's all I remember. He didn't win. But he feels, again, you know, that God is missing from everything. And so he's the one. He's the one to bring it in. I love the olive tree woman because she called it arrogant theology. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's it. And we're seeing it more and more. So, yes, not only did he run for Congress um, and 
at the same time, he's a Trump supporter, but he has tried to do GoFundMes so he could remodel his. I'm going to let you guess. No, You've seen please how don't. He dresses. You've seen how his hair is. What would mm-hmm. he travel in across the country? An RV. What kind? What would it Winnebago? Look like? No, it's, he's so <laughs> oh much, that silver one. Yep, remodeling <laughs> his airstream trailer. He needs money, and oh my gosh. to support his ministry. So he has started these ministries, like these nonprofits that are going into dangerous places like Iraq and and Minneapolis and, you know, bringing God and all this shit. So that's the thing. If you think God is missing, then maybe, maybe people are having God in their houses and you're just not seeing it. Maybe right. God doesn't need to be in the places that we all look. And it's an okay thing for you just to have him in your house. It's like um, it's like those little figurines. They don't need to be everywhere. What were they called? We were just it's that talking brand about with the it. big heads. Yep. What? Uh, my little eyeballs. No. Um, <laughs> uh, precious moments. Yeah, it's like yep. a precious moments figurine. If they're they're not, they don't need to be missing from the oh, the big stage. Have them in your home. Yeah, what he's saying to me is God isn't strong enough, isn't powerful enough to exist right now during COVID without him being out there, without Sean being out there. You know, Sean is the one that can do all this. He gets to help God because I guess his God's a little weak, maybe a little lazy. He's not busy you know, curing COVID, but he's doing something. Clearly, <laughs> There's something that he's been trying to do, getting his face on toast and all that. He's out there deputizing humans as opposed to, you know, doing the yeah. job of curing it. So this Sean, um, he, now there are counter protests because he keeps gathering, keeps saying, we're going to have prayer. This is a revival. And what he really is also doing is he is coming off of, once again, the protests. So when they're gathering, he is saying this is a protest that they're trying to stop church or God being in the world and being in the but U.S. There. There is the option of gathering and encouraging the prevention of this disease or spreading it. Why can't you do both? Why can't you, you know, do something besides gathering without masks, putting people, especially young people who might not uh, have all their faculties developed in their brains yet? Because I think you don't start really developing empathy till you're 25, they say, the neurologists do, and I. Oh, that's interesting. So I think, you know, it's really, that's why I think it's it's this weird form of terrorism that he's gathering these people and that it's seen as a protest, in his mind, equal to Black Lives Matter. Like, he's just totally... With co-opting. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
Well, it's great when when you say you're being oppressed, it puts you in the role of the victim. Yes. So good for him. So he's made himself a victim. Right. I hope maybe his hair falls out from it because it's hard to to look at. All right. So a few other things. So people are now doing counter protests when he does these gatherings. And I found on Twitter, it said um, counter protester, maybe it's one, I don't know, (laughs) are getting louder and disrupting his concert. Little spats and yelling matches with people. A Trump hat was stolen and given back. It's getting bad there. But then he said counter-protesters have been offering clean masks to all those that approach them to argue. So far, no one has taken one. I just don't get this. There's... (laughs) There is this woman who I was reading. I was reading something about this Sean guy just so I didn't go into this completely ignorant. And um, her name is uh, Susan Michael Strasser. She's an assistant professor of epidemiology at Columbia. So (laughs) she says... Fake college. (laughs) Fake fake news. (laughs) (laughs) She says she has empathy for the people who want to gather, especially because her husband, he's a pastor, and he runs St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Manhattan. Um, his church switched to virtual services when the pandemic started, and then since then, he started hosting outdoor services where they ensured that chairs are spaced out on the sidewalk and street. But she says not coming together is not easy, but potentially infecting someone else is potentially dangerous. And to me, it's a no-brainer. If we truly love our fellow human and woman, it is our duty to protect them. And she says, to do anything else seems unloving to me. Why would I go against science when we're lucky enough, privileged enough to have the internet and phones to remain connected with people? Exactly. I it's mean, about being it together in yeah. spirit, too, not necessarily in person. So, Right. And, and that's it. Like, we know personally some ministers, I know too, and they are both doing it virtually. And virtually is sort of letting them do a few things that they might not have been able to do before also. But this guy, he's, he's the savior. He's putting himself in that savior position and that arrogant theology. So he also got invited to Trump's, you know, shindig of evangelists whenever he was about to be impeached. And he mm. brought all the um, the church leaders to his house. And there's a picture of some of them standing around. Trump is sitting, doing his usual cheesy smile. And there's more like young looking pastors standing around him. And Mm -hmm. there is one guy in back of Trump who is black with his hand on Trump's shoulder, normal. Mm -hmm. You know, he's right there. And they put him there for optics. And then you just see a mass of people and you see one arm coming out of nowhere. And I had to get and look into it. So I just sent it to you. And you'll see that there's just this mysterious hand on him. And you a little have white to, arm? 
You have to trace it back to yes it is. <laughs> well, it's connected to a big, long thing of white hair. Yep. But look how far he's reaching. Yeah. I mean, he's not right there. His, his arm is over three different people next to him to touch yeah. Trump. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely oh an ego thing. And he did a tweet. And he totally copied it from friends because he said, when the president of the United States invites you inside the White House to worship and pray, you do it. <laughs> so first, he's got to advertise it and let everyone know. And you're just like, where's humility? Where's any of this? But I want to know where he, how does he make his money? Well, be from fundraising, and he's employed by the church. But he does have some music out, Bonnie. So if you go to his website, you can see that there's a cart up at the top. And I'm like, oh, no. Are we going to be able to get jorts on here? And it's his music albums. Well, these little gatherings just to me seem like uh, tour dates. Yeah, yeah, but he also. So there, it's just about money. I don't think anything is about anything else anymore ever. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's a, a ego. I I don't think he. I think he's delusional that everyone needs him. So he has also recorded a song with his four kids about abortion. I mean, oh. that... <laughs> like an I wish I had song? <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was no, rude. I know. But, I mean, it's called Raise Our Voice. And okay. you just think, you know, the kids are being used. Everyone's being used. So they... Someone interviewed during all this, because he's in all the papers, especially in California, that he's being this asshole... And they have different pastors or social psychologists saying, you know, he's a trumper, but he's a young and charismatic one who has a huge Instagram following. So the right. idea is, yeah, they post these things on Instagram to show, look, this is hip. This is cool. I know I keep saying hip and cool, which are not hip and cool. You you know, you can be part of this and you can vote for Trump. So this is the whole idea that they're trying to get to. Um, and it, well, again, if he wants to run for office, he needs somebody to back him. So he's got to back some other people. So it's just, it's just using each other. Right. Right. I mean, oh, I could. That's the same thing. Everyone who supported Trump, they were guaranteed places in his cabinet if they brought so many votes and so many things. So, I mean, look at where those people are today. Look at Bannon. Look at Jerry Falwell Jr. Man, they're proving themselves perfectly. Um, well, they were given opportunities to continue to trick people and make money from them. Oh, my God. Why do we do this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's what I want to suggest. You tell me if you're up for this. 
I mean, oh, no. we like to make fun of things and take down charlatans like this. But I think there could be more action with this guy. I'd like to read his upcoming concert dates that where he might be coming to your town and doing a gathering that is against the mandates of your town and endangering not only the people who come, but people are traveling to it. So they might come from out of state or counties that have a higher incidence of COVID and then of course, bring it, mix it up in there, and take it back home. So, Yep, mix it up, take it back home. Mm-hmm. On the way, they're going to stop in, you know, your various fast food restaurants, possibly not wearing masks. That's right. Infecting other people, yeah. going to the bathroom in the toilet, flushing it, having particles float around in the air, which we've heard is a thing. And by that, I mean pooping, <laughs> because being on the road yeah. makes you need to poop. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at his event upcoming dates, too, and I'm glad that nothing's happening near me, because I know you'd want me to go. Well, no, I would say stay away, <laughs> but I'd like to read them out so that people can email, call, or write the the people, the mayor, whatever, and let them know And we can even tell them a script. And it is, there's a guy who's going to come and find a place to do an outdoor concert. He has, I don't know how many followers, but it's a lot. He has a bunch of followers, and they're going to gather. They're going to be outside. They're not going to wear masks. And, you know, as city dwellers, we'd like to be protected from this guy. Yeah, look at all the places that he's going to be. So August 20th. Is he going to take that silver RV all the way from Pasadena on August 23 to New Jersey on August 28th? Oh, yeah. He's airstreaming it. And you know he's going to stop anywhere on the way, anywhere he feels God tells him. And he's going to pull out those speakers and just do impromptus. So anywhere Mm. on the way. But... Um, Or he might be flying. I don't know. Don't care. Um, He, on August 28th, these are all usually around 4 to 6 p.m. He'll be in New Jersey. He will be at Christian International Church, so that might help narrow things down, but he'll be outside. August 29th, he will be in New York at Washington Square Park. Please, Okay, if he can't get people to go say something there, it's all over. Yeah. (laughs) Be aware. Spread this. Get him shoved out and it locked down. Now, of course, he gets to see, say, see the government and the police, they're against God. But who cares? Um, But that's just what he decides to say. Yeah. Um, He will be... That also could mean that they are against long, curly hair. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, he stands for a lot more things than just God. He stands for Maybe his music isn't so great. (laughs) Maybe people are against that, that style of music. Maybe they're against... And he better put on some fucking shoes if he's in the middle of New York. (laughs) 
stepping on them needles. Walk, <laughs> Washington Square Park. <laughs> Put your shoes on, Sean. <laughs> On August 30th, he'll be in Boston at Boston Commons. Can't believe that. At 4 p.m. So as you can see, he's finding just these, quote, popular places to be. Good luck there. Um, Then he goes back. Oh, no, he goes to Vancouver, Washington. He'll be at Waterfront Park on September 4th in Vancouver, Washington. Waterfront Park, 6 p.m. September 6th, he's going to be at Sacramento, California, outside the Capitol building. So he Hmm. just has to include politics in it, almost as if he's threatening, saying, look, it's a protest. Look, we should be treated like Black Lives Matters and all that shit. I'm oppressed, too. He is. Um... September 6th, Washington, nope, Seattle, Washington, Gasworks Park, 6 p.m. September 7th, yep. September 11th, which I can only imagine all the other symbolism he's going to add in there, is going to be at Fort Collins, Colorado. So he is going to do some type of military, um, uh, I support the troops, uh, he's going to have probably a new set of, like, camo jorts. We don't know. Um, September 12th, Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is no big deal. And that's in the morning. But Colorado Springs, that's his That's his audience anyway. Enjoy. Have it. Is it, it, like, earthy? Granola? Is that what you mean? Well, it's that. But Colorado Springs is also the hub to a lot of Christian. Um, oh, that's right. Focus on the family and all that stuff. That's right. September 13th, he heads back to Minneapolis, Minnesota at 6 p.m. Um, then <laughs> for, more of, for more of his important missionary work. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want oh. all the black Americans to know. You need this guy to bring you God. You don't know about okay. Jesus. By the way, I'm looking on this events section of his website, too. Every single person is just a white face in this sea of people. Yeah, yeah. White guy, white guy, white guy. I think that's a woman. I'm not sure. Maybe that's a white lady. Oh, my goodness. All right, so September 14th, Madison, Wisconsin. September 15th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So um, on the 14th in Madison, it's going to be on the steps of the state capitol. And then on September 15th, it will be in Milwaukee at Veterans Memorial. Is he going to have a lot more? Yes, I'm sure... They're going to be everywhere, but he sees this as a growing movement. And if you go to his Instagram, it sort of looks like this growing situation that more people are, quote, to me, getting bored. Um, (laughs) And they're like, oh, let's get out of here. And so they go to this beach. Then they baptize him in the water and they're all touching each other and dunking them and 
people in the comments are like, yay, Jesus's name will be praised. And, you know, I'm so moved by what you're doing. God's moving all these things that we've heard for 2000 years. God has always, Uh quote, been moving. Just depends who wants to say it. Um. Well, um, here, here, I'm going to, I'm going to divert the conversation for a minute to the all important capitalism of our country. Um, why don't you take a guess with me? And you know, this is one of my favorite games to play when you put the name Sean Foigt into an eBay search. How many products do you think come up? (laughs) Well, he does have, he did co-author five books, even though he calls himself an author. Um, we can Mm -hmm. get into what that probably means. And um, I don't know. You tell me. 30. Oh. That's so not there's much. a CD, there's another CD, there's another CD, and another CD, um, and some more CDs. Then there's, like you said, the book he co authored. And then it's music and another book. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if he's on Preacher Sneakers. I doubt it because. He does the barefoot thing. What's um, preacher sneakers? Remind me. Is it a website? It's it's of- yeah. It pretty much shows what pastors are wearing and how much it costs. So, oh right, right. Yeah, but there's a reason. Does he ever wear shoes? <laughs> I don't think I'm so. Sorry. <laughs> so on his Instagram, he has something where he's talking to the camera, and his hand goes up and down like a karate chop, like young pastors do. And he's like, thank you for your extravagant generosity. You're helping launch this movement in the new cities across America. Every dollar donated will raise up a banner of worship, prayer, and revival in our land. Check for new cities and new dates. And... He always posts things about it's time to be, uh, to have courageous Christianity and to, quote, fill the streets. I'm like, no, don't fill streets. Don't, don't do any of this, please. The other thing is, I mean, be a Christian all you want. Just simmer down about it. I think he, I think, is a menace to America's health, and I'm totally serious about that. You know, one of the ones he held in San Diego, which maybe is at Pismo Beach, state officials estimated 5,000 people showed up. Oh, my God. So, And that's, no, Pismo Beach is kind of near the middle of California. Yeah, I don't know. That could be another one. But that we're, we're looking through... We're looking at one another through really suspicious eyes. And rather than seeing one another as human beings, we're seeing each other as germ and virus spreaders. This is what somebody at one of his events said. And she says, I don't think that's healthy. Um, I don't think that helps us come together to fight a pandemic. It just polarizes people. And that masks show the fear of the virus. But it's kind of like God. It's, It's a respect, not a fear. Why can't we just just respect this virus? Why do we have to name it fear? The anti-intellectualism. But thank goodness, like, he does have really cool pictures on his Instagram. 
so that people really love it. It's he and his beautiful wife in Birkenstock sitting on the back of their Airstream. So Instagram, I'm telling you. I know. And they're super cute kids. Yep. Yep. So if you happen to spot a reflective silver Airstream rolling into your town like a a warmed-up Petri dish, you know, you need to contact your authorities, run inside, lock the door, and put a diaper on your face because, yeah, man, the the shit's coming out all sides. (laughs) Thank you so much for recommending this guy, but I think I'm going to stay on this guy's ass for a while. This one really (laughs) pisses me off because he's bringing his physical harm to people. So I know it's just it's just building it. So they come. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving them venues. Um, So thank you for uh, any rating and subscribing and reviewing that you want to do, too. And sharing and doing all that. Yeah, because it's nice to have a community. That's right. So we're going to be gathering in every town. (laughs) Online, safely away from one another. No, we're traveling. I have fixed up a station wagon. I'll pick (laughs) you up. (laughs) I'm going to be barefoot. I'll be in the way back. (laughs) I'm missing a toe. It's going to be great. Um, (laughs) Bye-bye. Have a good week. Um, You're missing a toe. (laughs)